All right, all right, Faith Promise. How are we doing this weekend, 2019? Incredible to see you. Welcome to all of our campuses. We're praying that we get to have service at God Behind Bars. All of the prisons in Tennessee are locked down, and guys, we are praying, so we hope that that you get to come in because this message is so vital for you guys. We love you. All of our campuses, we're ecstatic to see you this weekend. And uh, I just love you. Michelle and I love this congregation. What a privilege to get to serve. What a privilege to get to be a part of all that God is doing. And because of our great love for you, it is our desire that you experience, that, that more for you that the Lord longs to give you, that you experience everything that God has. Now, if you have kids, don't you want those children to experience everything that, uh, that, that, that's good and you want them to do well and you want them to win? See, I want you to experience all that God has for you. Matter of fact, Jesus promised us that he would, that he would help us, that he would walk with, it, with us. I believe it's God's desire and I know, it's, I know it's our plan, but I believe this is the plan of God, that you walk with us daily through the follow the filling book. Now, if you're not there, if you're not here last weekend, I got a chance to get one, grab it, start. But there's 31 days devotion through the month of January to start wherever you're at and just keep going. And then February, pick it back up, following the filling. In the back of the book, there's a fill in the blank for you to develop a personal growth. You know, it's incredible that we have a plan for everything except to accomplish the most important thing in all of the Word of God, and that is that we love to learn to love God more, right? The greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we want to develop the disciplines that are doors to access God. And so they're listed. Put that together. Give it to someone in your small group or an accountability partner. Pick out a word for 2019. My word is breakthrough. Part of that is for me, and part of that is for my family, and part of that is for you. I want to break through with God as I follow the filling. Amen. Is anybody with me? I want to break through in my family, and I want to break through with the family of faith promise that every campus experiences Holy Ghost, heaven-sent revival, where everybody in East Tennessee knows God is in the house. Now, there'll be people mad about it. That's okay. But we need to be different. And so that, I believe that's, that's what God wants to do. So pick a word. And, and let me ask you, this is the thing I've added this year. Many of you have picked a word. So here's the, here, let me ask you a question. What one thing are you going to change in 2019 that will make it better than 2018? Because if you don't change anything, then 2019 is going to be a repeat of 18. And for some of us, it was a repeat of 17 and a repeat of 16. Because some of us have fallen into a deep rut, and God wants us to be transformed. Does that make sense? And so pick a word, ask God, and then what you need to do. And, uh, and then find a small group. Get in a group. This weekend is week two of our Next Steps experience. If you've not been a part of it, it happens every weekend at every campus. This weekend, you and I are going to, via video, we're going to go to God's gym, and we're going to learn some of the secrets of spiritual growth. You'll also have an opportunity to pick some small groups that you can try out, but I want to challenge you to get involved with a group. All these things that, that I'm asking you to do are for you, not for me. 
Are you with me? It's for your personal growth, for your edification. And if we're really going to accomplish all that God wants us to do through these disciplines, then we've got to all follow the fillings. Does that make sense? That's our theme for 2019. We are following the filling for every Christ follower. It is a command of God that we follow the filling of the Holy Spirit. It is also, without question, the key to your victory in the spiritual realm. This, you're following the filling, it will determine whether you are conformed to the image of this world or that you are transformed by the power of God into what God wants you to be. Now, let me tell you, God wants you to be transformed and the world wants you to be conformed. And there is a press that never, ever stops. Does that make sense? Pushing us into its mold. You following the filling will determine whether you are pleasing the world or pleasing God, whether you are walking in the flesh or walking in the spirit, whether you are experiencing God or whether you're just thinking about God. Now, for some of you, let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt like something is missing in your relationship with God or in the church? You've been coming, but you say something, there just should be more, Pastor. I don't, I don't understand why I'm not getting more. Well, let me just ask you, maybe it's because you haven't followed the filling of the Holy Spirit and you haven't been marked and sealed and anointed that you're not experiencing God because you're not surrendering to God. You're, in fact, fighting God because you won't control instead of giving up control to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you lack his presence and his power and purpose because you haven't surrendered. You've not been transformed because you have not been desperately seeking in your walk with God to follow the fillings. This makes sense? It's why so many people in America are running, I believe, from the church and are running from God and running from God's word and running to everything else. Everything else for identity, for purpose, every other fountain fulfilling other than God's Fountain, and that's why we mark our bodies, we mark our timelines, we mark our social media, we mark everything because we are trying to look for anything that would fill us other than the Holy Spirit of God. This makes sense. We're looking for anything to fill our lives. So our, our call to arms this year is where the Spirit leads. Okay, that means you were here last weekend. There we go. Where the Spirit leads, come on, church. Where the Spirit leads, come on, God behind bars and Farragut. Where the Spirit leads, our theme verse for this year, you will see it woven throughout the fabric of all that we do. You'll hear it come back and back. It is Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to... uh, to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set free those who are oppressed and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. This is why I say that 2019 is going to be our best year yet. It is the favorable year of the Lord. And as you follow the filling, and we follow the filling, and we walk together, and we believe God for doing, for God to move, it's going to be incredible. Y'all believe that? Can our God do that? Come on, son. Yeah, give him some praise. Now, when Jesus was preparing to leave, he was on his way to the cross, and he was having his last lessons with his closest friends, his disciples, and he has told them, hey, I'm going to go. They're going to arrest me. I'm going to be found guilty. They're going to have me on a cross. 
put me in a tomb. Three days later, I'm out of there. And, you know, three days later, they went to, to weep. What they should have brought was breakfast, not anointing oil. Are you with me? Because he said, I'm coming out of there on the third day. So Jesus promises us some of the things he's going to do for us and really tells us it's better. He tells them, because they didn't get it, it is better that I go because when I leave, God's going to send another helper and he is going to fill you. It's going to be incredible. John chapter 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Now listen, at all of our campuses, if you are not yet born again, if you have not, if you're, you're not born, then this is not for you. Jesus said, you cannot receive it. Why? Because it does not see him or know him. But you know him, disciples, because he abides with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. Now, one of the things that just grieves me to the just point of tears is how many people that attend this congregation that live their life as a victim. Are you with me? Victim. See, if you're a victim, you didn't put yourself there, therefore you don't need to get yourself out. You just stay stuck in the mud and just waiting for somebody to rescue you. And see, and there are so many people whose parents bailed on them or someone that loved them and you were orphaned either emotionally or physically or spiritually. Can I tell you, Jesus said, I will not leave you as an orphan. You do not have to walk as a victim. In Jesus' name, you can be a victor. I will, come on, give him some praise. <laughs> Jesus said, I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me but you will see me because I live. You will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. If you love him, you obey him. Amen? Amen? And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. All this happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does it look like to be a spirit-filled believer? If I was to ask you, I had to hand out three by five cards and say, okay, write down one paragraph. What does it look like to be for a believer to follow the filling? Many of us would look at that paper and say, I'm, I'm not sure. But if I said flip it over and write on the other side of that card, what does it look like to be possessed by a demon? Everybody would fill that card out. You've seen The Exorcist, you've seen movies, you've read in the Gospels. But see, isn't it crazy that we really know more of what a demon-possessed person should act like than a spirit-filled person? Is that crazy to y'all? Because that's crazy to me. So I'm going to give you three marks, three marks of, of a spirit-filled believer, three marks of a believer that's following the filling. Now, I know there are people that say, if you don't speak in tongues, you haven't been filled with the Spirit. If you don't have this gift, you haven't been filled with the Spirit. If you Listen, you can, you can counterfeit a gift. But these three marks that I'm going to give you from God, you cannot counterfeit these. These are the true marks of a believer that's walking in the fullness, that's following the filling. Acts chapter 4, verse 31 and we had the, when they had prayed, now by the way, let me just stop too. These are the disciples. 
who Jesus breathes on in the Gospels and says, receive the Holy Spirit. The same disciples who Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 28, Acts 1, wait in Jerusalem until you've been filled by, with power. Then you'll be my witnesses. And now the ministry is going on. They've got together for another prayer meeting and watch what happens. The place where they, play, where they, had, the place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with what? With what? Boldness is a mark of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, again, I'm not talking about one time. I'm talking about a daily following the filling. You, will, you, you are going to walk in some boldness, or you could translate that word confidence. Now, some of you say, man, I'm just not sure about all this, Pastor. I don't really have a church background, and it sort of sounds mysterious and mystical. I'm afraid if I do that, I'll just be a weirdo. Well, listen. If you get filled with the Spirit and become a weirdo, you were a weirdo before you got filled. <laughs> the Spirit. Weirdo is not listed in the entire New Testament as a gift of the Spirit. You brought that yourself. And so, it, it, and, and so that's, that, that's what's going on. So some of us say, man, I just don't get that. I'm not, I'm not sure. Let me tell you, just walk in it. How many of us literally could use more confidence in our lives? How many of us could use more confidence in sharing Jesus? Because this is what I know. If you come to faith promise, you care about people. Because you couldn't stay here. You get beat up all the time. And so you're not going to keep staying, getting beat up with the preaching. See, you care about people. You really want to invite people. You care that people come. You want to share Jesus with your friends. You want to invite people to your small group because you care about people, but fear foils our plans. If I was to walk around and say, tell me a time when you sit at coffee or a lunch or a meal or a meeting with a friend or coworker or family member that you really wanted to invite to church and you met them and you had the coffee and you both hugged and said goodbye, but you never brought it up. Because I... I was afraid. See, and, and listen, it doesn't mean that the fear will completely go away, but if you're walking in the fullness, you're going to have the confidence to press through your fear. I, again, I love that great theologian John Wayne said, fear, I mean, courage is being afraid and saddling up anyway. Are you with me? And so you'll have, you'll have boldness. These guys who are filled with the Spirit in Acts 4.31 and speak the word of God with boldness, it's going to cost them something. Ten of the 11 disciples, 10 of the 11 minus Judas, died deaths of execution. They were tortured. It was horrible. Why? Because they stood up for Jesus. And it cost them everything. So they're praying for boldness, knowing that boldness could end their lives. And you may not look at certain websites or you may not understand all this going on, but can I tell you, there are Christ followers being killed every single day around the world because they follow Jesus. They're being thrown in prison. They're having everything they have taken away. Their wives are being raped. Their kids are being taken away. Every day, believers are killed for standing up when it'll cost their life. Come on, what do, do we have an excuse, faith promise? It's not gonna cost you it's not going to really cost you anything. Now, the American could change where it will in the future. 
We're not guaranteed this time of freedom that we have in America to share and love on people, but it could go away. And so what we need is an Acts 1-8 baptism. Wait, tarry in Jerusalem until you've been endued with power, and after the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll be my witnesses. See, you can't do God's work in the flesh. Are you with me? You can't pull off these miracles and life transformation and see the anointing and the freedom and the fullness of God without walking in his fullness. So where the Spirit leads, where the Spirit leads, mark number one is boldness. Are you ready? Can you take two more? A little shaky on that, aren't you? Okay. (laughs) The second mark is victory over sin. When you are following the filling of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have victory in your life. Jesus bought for you an abundant, overcoming life on the cross. It says in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8, for those who are according to the flesh, that means those of us that live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject to the law of God, for it is not able to do so. For those who walk in the flesh can not what? They can't what? And we want to please God, right? So we've got to follow the filling. Galatians 5, 16 says this, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. What are the desires of the flesh? They're in chapter five of Galatians. They're in the book of Ephesians. They're listening, others are listening to the book of Romans. All through the New Testament, you'll find deeds of the flesh, sins that just are repeatedly done by people. So see, if you're born again, You can't be born again without the Spirit of God being in you. Jesus said, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you you don't have any part of me. So we get saved, the Spirit of God comes on us, and then every day we surrender and yield to him and we continue to be filled because the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. Are you with me? So here's the deal. You can have power to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the desires of the flesh if you're following the feelings. Does that make sense? Some of us are struggling with all kind of addictions, all kind of habits that are hurting us, all kind of hangups, all kind of stuff that have done to us that we say, I just don't think I can overcome that. That's a lie of the enemy. If you walk in the spirit, you will not do the deeds of the flesh. Does that, does that make sense? And so you can walk out of alcoholism. You can walk out of drug addiction. You can walk out of lust and porn. You can walk out of greed or idolatry. You can walk out and walk in victory if you choose because Jesus bought it for you. Does that make sense? Now we have celebrate to help you with addictions and, and all kind of other things. Man, you can, listen, so many have said, well, I just can't get better, so I'm just gonna do it. And you live as a captive. And Jesus said, we're anointed to set the captives free. Does this make sense? Some of you, you got serious health issues. You say, Pastor, I've tried to diet. I've tried to exercise. I've tried to do stuff. I just can't do it. Man, you just don't understand my family and my metabolism. And you don't understand my background. And you just don't understand. No, listen. In the name of Jesus, you can have victory over the fork. (laughs) 
golf clap. <laughs> did he really say that? I'm not, did he say the fork? It's amazing. Preachers jump up and down and scream and yell about wine and alcohol and they're fat as a house. Come on. Man, D.L. Moody walked up to Charles Spurgeon and said, what about that cigar? And Moody said, what about that fat gut? <laughs> so just, you can have victory. Hey, it's hard to counterfeit victory. Are you with me? We can counterfeit gifts, but you can't do that. The spiritual disciplines are available for you. Man, get a growth plan done and walk in it. This is what I watch. Most saints, followers of Christ, live like they're paupers when God has placed millions of dollars in his bank account. I don't mean little money, but I mean power and gifts and anointing that he wants to give us, but we don't ever write a check, so we live like a pauper when we have all the access to heaven. Come on. <laughs> oh, I love it when you don't like it. You're happy. Oh, somebody clap next to me. Okay, I got to. Would he hurry and get beyond this? No, I'm not going to hurry. We can lock the doors and camp out here. Man, follow the feeling. Follow the feeling. You are not a victim of your past. You're not a victim of somebody that raped you or sexually abused you or abandoned you. You do not have to live in the past. You can live as a victor. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Those who the Son sets free are free indeed. You should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Freedom. Quit acting like a victim. You're an overcomer. Begin believing the Bible instead of what lies people have placed in you. You have the power to walk in extreme victory if you'll follow the filling. Does that make sense? That's what Jesus bought for us. And he said, hey, by the way, it's going to be better if I go because I'm going to send you a helper. The word, Greek word helper is paraclete. The word means one who comes beside you. The Holy Spirit every day comes beside you and wraps you and walks with you. Are you with me? He walks with you. He breathes his power into you. He, gives, he guides you into all truth. He comforts you when the world has hit you upside the head with a sledgehammer. He gives you victory and boldness. Are you with me? That's what he does. He walks with us and in us and through us if we follow the filling. Where the Spirit leads... Come on, are y'all seeing what kind of life you could actually have? Let me give you one more mark. Are you ready? Can you stand one more if you're ready? Say, I'm ready. Third mark of a spirit-filled believer following the filling is this, fruit of the spirit. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Listen, you can't fake this fruit. You can work real hard for a couple days, but you gonna come back out. Listen, you can, you can take all the apples off an orange tree and you can, tape, you, can, you can take all the oranges off an orange tree, you can tape apples, next year oranges are growing. You gotta change the root to change the fruit. Does this make sense? Fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, an incredible verse to memorize, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against those things there is no law because these are positive things. There's never a law against these. So let me ask you a question. Or let me just remind you, by the way, if you're not walking, we're about to spend a week in the fruit of the Spirit in our devotion book for the year. About to spend a week. 
What would it be like if everybody said about you, man, she is full of love, joy, peace, patience. He's incredibly kind and good and faithful. She's so sweet and gentle. They've got such self-control. Wouldn't it be incredible if that's what people said about you? Now think about this. Every day you're baptized with the agape love of God. I'm not about talking about loving people that love you back. I'm talking about loving people that hate your guts. I'm talking about loving people, the neighbor whose dog craps in your yard every day. I'm talking about loving the guy that got bumped over you for a promotion. I'm talking about the boss that screwed over you. I'm talking about the ex-spouse who controls your joy and your love. I'm talking about loving like Jesus did, the people that nailed him to a cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the agape kind of love that you and I are supposed to be known for. Are you with me? Come on, that's what God wants. <laughs> you can't fake that fruit. Love, joy. I'm talking about Nehemiah 10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy is not a circumstantial deal. Man, joy is, is the power and the joy of God when all of the world's going to hell in a handbasket. God said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. While they're about to unleash an attack, you'll dine at my banquet feast, my banquet feast because I will be a wall around you and the fire in your midst. I will be your stronghold. I will be your shield. I will be your fortress. I will be the one that comes and protects you. Are you with me? This is supernatural kind of joy. This is the joy of the world. And again, what about some peace, a little shalom of God? When everybody's mad about the 22nd day of the government shutdown, and will we build a wall or will we not build a wall? Will the Democrats win? Will the Republicans win? Do you watch CNN or do you watch Fox? We're all fretting. You know what? If you're spirit-filled, you say, God, just loving you today, God. Just loving you today, God. Hey, listen, I don't care if the stock market is at 40,000 or 400. I'm loving you today, God, because you are my provision. Are you with me? I'm talking about supernatural peace. What about patience? Boy, I'll know I'm filled to the brim with the Spirit of God when I get some of that. <laughs> I don't have much. See, I'm not, I haven't mastered it. I'm on the journey with you. Are you with me? Patience. What about kindness? Isn't it crazy how mean Christians are to each other? They get on Facebook and they get on Instagram and they blast this preacher or that preacher, this ministry or that ministry. The world's gone to hell and we've taken our weaponry and instead of impacting the world, we've just stunned and started shooting rockets at each other. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm just telling you, it's crazy. People ask me all the time, what do you think about Joel Osteen? Or what do you think about this pastor or that pastor? In Jesus' name, let them run, baby. Let the big hog root. I'm no, I'm no pastor's judge. Because Jesus said, if I judge them, I'm going to get some of that on me, and I don't want that. Because I know where I suck. So, how about some kindness? How about a little goodness? Hey, what would your marriage be like if all that fruit was being harvested in your home? What would your sex life be? Sex life be couples, married couples. If you're not married, stop that stuff. But what would your sex life be if you were having the fruit of the Spirit? It'd be a whole lot better than it is, trust me. Faithfulness, faithfulness. The average child checks in faith promise 1.2 times a month. That's not faithfulness. That's drop by ness. 
What about faithfulness in the word, faithfulness in prayer, faithfulness to bring our tithes and offerings, faithfulness to serve God, putting God first in our calendar, not last. Every time we get busy, we bump our prayer time and we bump our Bible reading plan and we bump it for everybody else. Let's be faithful to God in the house that God's building. Amen? Are you with me? Faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control. And self-control really deals with our passions and we could spend all day, man, what would it be like? You can't fake this. And this is supernatural fruit. I love John 15, Jesus said, my father is the vine dresser and I am the vine and you are the branches. So a branch doesn't produce fruit, the roots produce fruit, the sap flows up through the vine which is Jesus into the branches which are us and it produces the fruit. It just pushes it out. Are you with me? It pushes from within you. The Holy Spirit pushes fruit out of you, and everybody gets to dine. I don't know about you, but I want the sap cranked up 100% that I'm producing all the fruit that the Spirit of God will produce in me. Does that make sense? Man, let's see, following the feeling is way more than being a, just being, it's just, come on. Now, they, they've changed gas tanks. But used to, some of you millennials won't know about this, but you coasted into the gas station on a hot summer day, bone dry. You could barely get the gas can open, tank. And when you do, it goes, <laughs> sucking sound. Why? Because you're running on empty. Remember that old Southern Gospel group, that hymn, running on empty, na, na, na. Is that a Southern gospel? No! <laughs> yes, Jackson Brown. Come on. It wasn't him either. I got that. I know that. He's, he's delusional. No, I'm not. It's full of the Spirit of God and joy of the Lord. Listen, you can't run on empty. See, when you try to run on empty, you fill it with your flesh. And when you fill it with your flesh, you're hostile toward God, toward the things of God. You do the deeds of the flesh, and you say, why did I do that? I don't want to do that. Why am I doing those things again? Why am I doing that? What's wrong? Running on empty. Na, na, na. So now, you're not born again. The Spirit of God's not in you, so you can only run on the flesh. After you're saved, there's a battle that rages about who's going to win. And that's why I say this, this year, all year, Man, we're going to surrender to the fullness of the Spirit, not for a year, but forever. Are you with me? And so, but you may be at one of our campuses this weekend, and you've never given your heart to Jesus. And you're ready to take that step of faith. You don't understand all that it means, but you're ready to have your sins forgiven and just call on Jesus as the Lord, the Master, the Sovereign. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, at all of our campus, we're going to pray this simple prayer together. Dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned, I'm so sorry. Forgive me, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my master. You died for me, you sent the Holy Spirit. Help me follow the filling as I surrender every day to you, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Come on, isn't God good? Man, listen. Anybody that tells you the Christian life is boring has never lived it. They've tried it in the flesh. They had not followed the filling. So if you just gave your heart to Jesus 
Pull a card like this out online. It's right there. Or you can click over to the chat room. Fill the top part. Check the circle. I'm making a first-time decision to follow Jesus. Circle number two, I'd like to be baptized. And again, I want to challenge you. If you've not been to our Next Steps experiences four weeks, go ahead and begin this week. Week number two, we're going to learn the, some of the secrets of spiritual growth. Last weekend, man, several people got saved in Next Steps. People signed up for baptism. It's, it was incredible what's going on. This weekend, though, we're going to go to the gym together and learn what God wants. And so you can check your kids in, and you can uh, go after this service, depending on what service you're at. Um, if you're at multiple service campus, Sunday morning, you can, you can come back. It's at the last service at all of our campuses. But I promise you to go, it'll change your life. Guess if you'll put the communication cards in the offering buckets when they come by, we're going to, uh, this is all we ask. Just, we're not going to come knock on your door. Just when the service is over, go through the center doors and we have a gift for you. We're thrilled that you chose to worship with us. Now, as we come to our time of offering, giving to God because he is so good. Faith Promise gives so generously. And uh, why? Because we believe every person, that real people with real problems need to experience the real love of God. Amen, church? Every weekend... About 200 inmates from Morgan County and Bledsoe County Correctional meet at one of our campuses. I'm so glad you guys are there. Let me tell you the story of one. He came to our, he, he comes to one of our campuses. He killed a man, was sentenced to prison. The mother of the man he killed came to prison to visit him, forgave him, shared the gospel, and he gave his heart to Jesus. Come on. And he's, he's at our campus every week, loving people, every week hearing God's plan for his life. Some of our most active people that serve, serve at our God, our, our, our God Behind Bars men that live there. And we've got some incredible volunteers that serve there. If you want to find out more about that, fill the communication card. You heard it already announced at every campus so that we've got enough people to take care of by start small groups. It's just incredible what God is doing. So as you, this may be your first time to give or you may have been giving for years. Let's ask God to bless this. Father, as we give because of your great love, as we give because we care about people, Lord, I ask you to bless every gift and the giver. God, use it to change lives, to open, to free captives, to set the oppressed free, to open the eyes of the blind and bring the gospel to a world that's, that is absolutely in desperate need. God bless this offering in a supernatural way is our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, give him a shout of praise as we get ready to give.